0: Hmm. (coughs) Gesundheit Fucking allergies
1: I did some rearranging I did some uh, rearranging of my things And I kicked up a bunch of dust upstairs I think Mm -hmm. And it's just been fucking killing me
0: It's probably dust
1: Dust mites is technically what it is Mm. Dust mites are living things They live in the dust Mm -hmm. Microscopic things They
0: eat it because it's your dead skin cells It's fucking crazy And they eat it and then they poo it Poo it out. The
1: world, the universe is just an insane, Ouroboros of. It's just a fucking psychotic food chain.
0: Nature is a cannibalistic <laughs> buffet that just feeds on and shits itself out.
1: It's crazy. It's like, uh, oh, you know, it's a, it's the cup that runneth over.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a snake eating its own tail and giving birth to itself. Yeah.
2: Any thoughts, Thaddeus? The thought is. If the snake is eating its own tail, what hole is it giving birth to itself out of?
1: It's a good question, actually. Snakes huh. don't really have holes, I right? think Snakes Hegel don't talks, crap,
0: I, do they? I think Hegel talks about this in the Encyclopedia Logic. I should go check.
2: I, I know should, that birds yeah. all have—it's all one hole. That's um, right. If it's a male snake, it's simple, because they have two penises. That doesn't so sound really? simple to me. <laughs> yeah, they have two penises. Wait, snakes yeah.
1: have dicks?
2: Yes. What? Where? On, on their, their, their bottom side. Yeah, they have penises, dude. Where does it go when they're slithering around? I guess it goes in like most other animals. We they just like can't retract do that it. Yeah, Retractable?
0: Wow. wow. Identity. Right. So last time we were talking about identity and politics and one of the things that gets turned into an identity among leftists in politics is the category PMC, professional managerial class. Right. And all of, we got kind of.
2: Oh yeah. Sidetracked
1: and thinking about how the PMC thing is, is personal and not political. Mm -hmm. It's an aesthetic that people dislike, not. Uh, you know, it's an aesthetic that actually is not really concerned with economic roles. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, like, even if they have an understanding of what that economic role is, their they're, their problem with the PMC is, is primarily aesthetic and not yeah. economic.
0: The analysis is psychological, and it's sort of motivated by antipathy. Right. Um, right. Cultural. So. And, yeah.
2: Let's talk about these uh well let's talk about um let's let's get more specifically into the socialist political identity how you were getting at um how sure. it's in opposition to something most of the time and it can only be in opposition collectively
0: Right which... right 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 so this is what this is part of what we were really wanted to get to uh last time so leftist identity, or if you make leftism an identity, and when you, or socialism or what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for instance, as an in X, I, blah, blah. And um, yeah. the way it, when it gets turned into an identity, it sort of becomes a, a, an automatic sort of thing where you just sort of plug and play. You just put your identity in there. And so as a socialist, I think the blah, blah, blah. Well, then, so
1: the prime example of this is the open borders discussion. Okay. What do you mean? As a socialist... I support open borders, right? Because of course, workers of the world unite. There's a direct through line from workers of the world unite, mm-hmm. the creation of an international working class or mm-hmm. an international proletariat mm-hmm. to the sort of accepted doxa, basically, that socialists support open borders. Mm-hmm. So Marx stop. says
0: Marx says in the manifesto that working men have no nationality and therefore right. the leftist must sort of un- unthinkingly unflinchingly spontaneously say right knock down all those real borders
1: yeah well and also i mean i think there's you can make a similar claim for capital like they don't really think about what capital is or how capital works and so they are always quote-unquote anti-capital when in fact like capital is not de facto like the problem you mm-hmm. know, it's how capital is being used. Well, and the a li- to a
0: large degree. I mean, once you have management wielding capital and capitalists are just the absentee owners getting the dividends, um, it gets more complicated. And, um, you know, I think then those sort of leftists or, or Marxists or whatever, they use, the, they use the word capital just as a sort of metonym or whatever for um, the group of so-called bosses. Right, right, right. It's not very precise, but
2: yeah, that's a good so- one. I mean let's let's get into this um because me and Daniel were talking before on a, on a phone call um basically um uh socialists they they confuse a lot of things in their opposition they have to be in total opposition not socialists mm-hmm. let me say some of the socialist groups they mm-hmm. tend to um Um, deal with socialism in the manner where they're in opposition to capitalism right and what we were discussing and they're also um in opposition to any um philosophy that isn't dialectical materialism so-called without acknowledging the fact that theories come from other theories new theories and socialism is just the next step after capitalism so mm-hmm. capitalism was a revolution that ended feudalism mm-hmm. and it was an outcrop from feudalism. Mm-hmm. And now we're trying to expand and we're trying to progress past capitalism and we're trying to get to socialism. But mm-hmm. right. what that means necessarily is that what capitalism did was um, socialize production. So it got all of the working people together. And you can form factories and assembly lines and you don't have a bunch of artisans producing products, you know, uh, one at a time. So Mm -hmm. you have a whole assembly line, you have uh, global distribution networks and you get capitalism, which frees you from, you know, monarchs Mm -hmm. and being in opposition to that organizational capacity puts you in a position where you actually can't get socialism Mm -hmm. So that tendency to be against all things capitalist Mm -hmm. is actually going to result in a failure to fulfill Mm -hmm. any um, socialist Mm -hmm. transition, because you're going to have to maintain that organizational capacity in order to socialize the means of production. If you don't socialize production, you can't socialize the means of production, which means you can't have socialism, basically right and right the same and, thing go, yeah, we can yeah, let's just go on that before we I wanted to talk about um the idea of uh dialectical materialism versus uh metaphysics broadly
0: okay, well you said t- you said a few things there that I want to pick up on um mm-hmm. the one is um so it's interesting when socialism or Marxism or whatever becomes an identity um so let's say so one thing always happens I, I find when I talk to many self-identifying socialists, they they say they're they're for socialism. They're right. socialists. Right. But and I I often have to think to myself at least or say like socialism is a mode of production. Socialism is not an ideology. Right. So socialism is not an identity. You being a socialist. Like people, you know, I remember on the news once somebody asked Bernie Sanders, So are you a capitalist? And he said, absolutely not. And they said, why? He said, well, because it's not working for most people, so I'm not for it or something. What he should have said is, no, I'm not a capitalist because I don't own capital. That's how Marx puts it. If you own capital, you're a capitalist. If you don't, you're a worker. It's a matter of fact and it's objective. It's not a matter of identifying with something. It's not an identity. It's not an ideology. And so when socialism becomes an ideology, um, then you lose sight of the fact that socialism is a mode of production which can only grow out of the mode of production we have capitalism. And so that's when you get this sort of like blanket negativity where it's like all things capitalistic. You said, no, like whatever it is, I'm against it. They don't even know what they're against. Um, Mm -hmm. And you're never going to be able to get there if you don't start from where you are. The other thing, going back to the example you gave with Angela Nagel in that open or the other thing is, an example that Angela Nagel makes about right, open borders. Right. And she, she illustrates this quite well. The problem with, you know, leftism or socialism, when it becomes this kind of identity as a socialist, I think that blah, blah, I'm opposed to capitalistic things. She says, what is so funny about all this is Trump says he's for closed borders. And so socialists have to say, well, I'm against Trump. Therefore I'm against closed borders. Therefore I'm for open borders and just sort of the mere negativity. Right. Just sheer reactive, thoughtless reactiveness. I think I don't know if this is directly a consequence of thinking all of all of this as an identity, but it seems to fit together with it. Like I, you're a yeah. you're an X, so I'm a Y.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that I mean you get this a lot with like uh leftists who get upset um because you are quote uh, parroting right wing talking points. Yeah, what is that? Even mean? though I hear that what all you're saying is objectively true, right? I mean, or you're giving legitimacy to something. So like, you know, people used to get upset uh, about Bernie going on Fox News. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh you're you're giving that number one, like Fox News needs quote unquote legitimacy. Like fuck off. They're like one of the most powerful news networks in the world. They don't need they don't need Bernie Sanders isn't going to be the one that's going to give them legitimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the same thing. Were you just
0: supposed to ignore the, your opponent?
1: Right. Right. I mean, yeah, of course it's, there's no real logic behind it except Fox is bad. Ergo. We pretend like it doesn't exist. We can't, uh, we can't interact with it. Like a bunch of
0: Victorians who just repress, you know, all these ugly skeletons in the closet. They just pretend like it's not there.
1: Right. Or like, uh, when people were criticizing Elizabeth Warren's, um, plans. Mm Mm-hmm that were, you know, obviously kind of these means tested progressive social progressive capitalism kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would say, these are the arguments that conservatives are going to make. So you shouldn't make them because coming from the left, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like you're basically, you're making the, you're doing the work for them, you know? Um, and it's like, well, these are just objectively true criticisms. It doesn't matter where they're coming from. But if you think about things with respect to identity or subjectivity, then suddenly it does matter who's saying it. And it does matter that, like, uh, we can't say this because there is this group over here or this identity over here. Well, for instance,
0: I now pronounce you man and wife or whatever. Uh, It does matter who says that because only certain people can make you married by saying you're married. Of course. But uh, what if a conservative says all humans are mortal? Socrates is human, therefore Socrates is mortal. I mean...
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we should get okay, one. was a vegetarian.
0: We should we all not be vegetarians? I mean, <laughs> is that what this is about?
2: I don't think the opposition, I don't think that characterization, I don't think it's that. Um. um
0: yeah, I don't think it's that. Uh, I heard someone primitive. say this to Tulsi Gabbard, though. What? In a press conference, this was a while ago, when the campaign was, the campaigns were still going to Democratic primary. Uh, campaigns someone said well you said this and steve bannon said he thought that was a good idea so like how dare you and then everybody in the audience was like "Ooh, ooh!" and some of them were giggling because they knew it was absurd but that was supposed to be like a major diss or whatever i don't know
2: so my my problem with using the media for these examples is that they there there's a let me use a Fox News term. There's an agenda to it, right? There, there's, there is a a goal. So they do that to, um, you know, um, I guess remove Tulsi Gabbard's legitimacy because um, Steve Bannon doesn't have legitimacy in the uh, the left. Kind of like the same point of uh, Bernie Sanders lending legitimacy to Fox News. Bernie Sanders can't lend legitimacy to Fox News um, because he is not. You know, an authority in that 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 group. So there are certain people that can lend legitimacy to to something. Um, Like if the pope, so it it often happens when the pope says something about, okay, we're gonna um, accept that gay people aren't sinners, right? and then you know some people get mad but for the most part other christians are cued in that okay this isn't a problem anymore or at least catholics
0: and the pope is fucking infallible if you're a believer so no no
2: no no it's not that he's infallible it's that he has more of a clear reckoning of the the text and they're trying to understand why gay marriage is okay according to the christian text so when you're talking about lending legitimacy um, if Bernie Sanders comes, if Bernie Sanders was to go on Fox News mm-hmm. and say as a Democratic socialist, mm-hmm. use that, use his identity mm-hmm. to get a point across, mm-hmm. then he is lending similar, legitimacy. Yeah. So, yeah, in a so, similar fashion. Yeah. So this
0: is ultimately about authority, I think. And you were we were talking about this on the phone. The way that people give arguments from authority a lot. Uh, a lot of times in these discussions and it does seem to be have to do with authority. Are you authorized to speak that? Are you, that's the legitimacy question. Are you the one who can do it? Or what does it mean when you do
2: it? Right. Right. Which is a real thing, but that is to the identity question and the identity, I think what you're pointing to is that it does come from an authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. That's where it becomes a negative, mm-hmm. you know, um, in the left. Because you often hear like more often than not, Mm -hmm. I hear people say, have you read this? Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I say, no, I haven't read that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to think about it this way also, not just I haven't read this because who cares? Mm -hmm. What are the odds that I'm going to have that I'm going to have read the same Mm -hmm. things that you've read? So. Why would you even start a conversation with? Well, among, with among
0: socialists or Marx, well, this is ironic. I think among Marxists, you'd think is this among Marxists, you'd what? think they'd all read um, Marx, but I often find that they haven't. Um, but I mean, I understand that at least it can be, it can, it can make sense. Like, do you know what you're talking about? It can mean that, but sure. A better example would be like it's like Lenin said, it's, "What there are days." There are there are years when days happen. What oh, God? I can't remember how it goes. What's the saying?
1: There are um, w- there are weeks when years happen, and there are years when weeks happen.
0: Yeah. Okay. So okay. somebody will just sort of throw that out there, and it's just like flashing the badge, basically.
2: Right. But not even that is more of the problem. Going back to and actually, Lennon wasn't the oh.
1: one who said that. It's misattributed. Who is it? It was,
2: um, Angles. Mm. Mm.
0: Yeah. Mm well, I leave it to the Marxist to fuck up their own ideology. Yeah,
2: (laughs) But to the uh, kind of saying like, have you read this? I'm saying it's a bad way to frame things Mm. because the more proper way it would be to explain the point and then bring out, you know, the text that someone can go to, to uh, Mm. kind of get validation outside of you because Mm -hmm. you bringing it up, right? You've already thought about this thing And you can explain it probably better than them just reading a raw text. But at the same time, you're basically just citing your sources. That's Mm -hmm. what it should function as in the Mm -hmm. conversation. Mm -hmm. Because no one should just believe you're telling the truth. And that's where the source comes in. But they also shouldn't believe that the source is telling the truth. That's why they need you to explain the source. And I think you should put yourself ahead of the source, which means that you're taking on the burden of explanation. It seems like an abdication of your duty to explain the topic when you say this person said this mm-hmm. first. You're putting them over yourself.
0: Yeah, it could just be a matter of saying, look, this is where I get it from. Go check for yourself. Right. But the, the authoritarian personality or whatever you want to call it defers to authority and says, look, that person is responsibility. They're responsible. Don't, don't take it out on me. I'm just the messenger. They lend their legitimacy authority to me. So you have to obey me or something. I don't know. Uh, but there's one. So I found, I found something, which I think is a really good statement. It's by Adorno. I don't really. Ah, yes. Not a huge fan of Adorno. I
1: love Adorno. You should like Adorno. You're a hater. He was a hater. He hated everything.
0: (laughs) Well, that's why I don't, that's why I don't like him as a hater.
1: Well, right. But I just feel like I would, I would expect you to have some sort of kinship with Adorno who fucking hated everything. The only way to be
2: true is to hate. Reference. Dave Chappelle's player haters ball, and you'll understand why haters don't like each other.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's that well, simple.
2: This is damn good, in my opinion. So, and I think well, it's.
1: is damn good. It man. Hits, he's well, great. Yeah.
2: All
0: right. So he says, he's talking about external uh, rather than internal criticism. He says, external, so quote, external criticism avoids from the very beginning the experience of what is uh, other than its own consciousness. Um, External criticism sympathizes with authority in its very form, even before expressing any content. There is some content in the form of expression itself. The expression, as a blah blah blah, I blah blah blah, in which one can insert any orientation from dialectical materialism to Protestantism, is symptomatic of that. Anyone who judges something that has been articulated and elaborated, whether art or philosophy, for example by presuppositions that do not hold within the object they're criticizing is behaving in a reactionary manner even when he swears by progressive slogans yeah that's anyway. great yeah that's great so right. i mean i mean as a as a as a wittgensteinian i take issue with this
2: right right yeah what is a wittgensteinian doesn't matter okay <laughs> so like kind of to that someone point, who I, isn't very fun at
1: parties really is, <laughs> All right. I,
2: I was listening to a podcast on um uh like transgender rights or there were people who were anti-transgender right mm-hmm. and they were saying Turfs? Um, they were saying as a socialist mm-hmm. um I believe in materialism so I believe in science which means that I believe in the difference between a man or you know male and female. Or not sure. even male and female between um, uh, a man and a woman, which, which is a different thing than saying male and female, because that is a sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. That's about sex. That's actually about what reproductive organs you have that right. designates whether you're male or female. Yeah. But what designates you as a man or a woman does have a social component, necessarily. Um, once upon a time, men wore stilettos, but I, I dare you to do that today as a man. And not have a right wing commentator freak out about you wearing stilettos. Uh, so they were kind of saying, "Is, is that, that is that Sheba? Is that your dog?" Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, she's, okay. She's kicking. Yeah,
1: that's all right. Dude, oh,
2: is, is she too loud? No, 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 has, no,
1: no, uh, no, no. I, I like a, I like a dog.
0: She's happy. Huh?
2: She she has. Um, we don't know what disease it is, but oh, no. we've seen it in other dogs where she's very. Her nerves are very ex- ex- sensitive. Oh. so well, what, kind of, what kind of dog, you, dog is she? German Shepherd.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: So if you even pat her, she'll start kicking. And oh, I see. To the point where if you, um, if you scratch her, she'll completely collapse if you want to pet her. You, you can't pet her while she's standing.
0: So you do the belly rub and she kicks the leg. That's what this is.
2: Yeah, but.
0: Ferocious. If you, if
2: you touch her, she'll kick and now she's been doing it just on her own at night so
1: huh
2: um it, it's something it, it's that not, happens it's not like
1: dangerous dogs. or anything is
2: it, it i don't know it, i don't know too much about it but i okay. think it could be i didn't know if it was, know, was like
1: gonna impact her quality of life or something it,
2: it, it could okay um but well, we gotta sad. figure that out she has i'm sorry yeah, to hear that. She, she seems happy most of the time she how old, wait, how, how old us, is she She's ten. Well, 10? she'll be ten okay. December sixteenth. Okay. Well, she just yeah. pulled through a serious operation, though, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. She she got a sixteen pound tumor.
1: Oh wow!
2: Removed. And, that's huge. Yeah, and then it it got removed, so she's um she's skinnier now. Oh. She's probably feeling but, pretty um, good. That's what I figured.
1: Yeah. Probably. Lesson we
2: learned is uh, uh some vets are terrible because the first vet we went to kept trying to put her down. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she's an old dog. Do you want to <laughs> euthanize her? We we're like, no. That's
1: crazy. Well, it's money. Huh? Do you like, really get that much you know, money from, from euthanizing an animal? A couple
2: hundred bucks. Well, you get a thousand bucks from that place. Ooh, yeah. So, That's and it's crazy. quicker than. It's quick, easy money. And the success
0: ratio that's, is that's,
2: 100%. Yeah, that's true.
1: 100%. The sur- Surgeries are complicated and yeah.
0: And if it doesn't work the first time, you just do it a second time, bam, $2,000. Yeah. Wow. So political identity. Um,
1: <laughs> as a veterinarian.
0: As a veterinarian, I'll be happy to put your dog down for $1,000. <laughs> right, right.
2: Well, I mean, you could use as a veterinarian. It's not even that, like the spading and neutering. When someone's like, you should spade and neuter your dogs and cats. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if you were to ask them why. A lot of people don't have an answer. Why? Like I could understand if my dog was a stray, I would spade and neuter them because you don't want them to reproduce in a way that can't be controlled. Um, But if you have a domesticated home pet, that answer, I don't know the answer. There's probably a great answer. I don't know it. But that answer is more complicated than Mm -hmm. as a veterinarian, I believe that you should spade and neuter your pets. Mm hmm. Which is similar to the identities you see on the left of, as a socialist, um, I'm against, um, you know, landlords, or I'm against corporations.
0: Yeah, what the fuck was that thing you were saying about, as a socialist, I'm against transgender, yada yada? What?
2: Oh yeah, they were saying, because they believe in materialism, that they believe that the world has a certain reality, and you have to, you just... You, you, you have to believe in these real categories because they're material. But first off, they were conflating that you could do the same thing to say as a socialist, I am for transgender rights because of the material conditions of transgender people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I scientifically look at how um, people exist on a spectrum, hormonally and physically. And since these are social categories based off of physical traits, Then, you know, someone could easily be transgender if they meet the criteria materially of those physical traits. You could do that as a socialist. But the point is, none of that has anything to do with being a socialist. Yeah. Because you could do the same thing as a capitalist. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. I believe in transgender rights because I want to sell transgender people certain things or transgender people um, work. More work better under certain conditions. Mm-hmm. Right. You could be for transgender rights regardless of if you're a socialist mm-hmm. or if you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, and, and I don't even, and, and the point is, it's not going to lead you to different conclusions
0: mm-hmm.
2: because you can be for something based on different uh, philosophies or identities and come to different conclusions. But if you come to the <sighs> same conclusions, then it's probably not in the purview. Of that theory or, you know, and and that's conflating socialism where you said it in the beginning, it's um, a mode of production. It's not, you know, a social theory. The social theory comes from the mode of production. It's not the other way around. Well, it's not some prescriptive moral thing. It's not, it's not, it doesn't have something to say about everything, at least. It's not civil rights. It's, it's about economic rights. Yeah.
0: I don't even know if it's about rights.
2: Yeah, what do you think?
0: What? Please explain.
1: Well, I think that, I mean, of course, there are, one can frame things within the discourse of rights, like um, having the right to a job, having the right to X, Y, and Z. But I think that this is more about uh, power and ownership. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Right. And you know, the problem with capital Mm -hmm. um, isn't that like, you know, workers don't have certain rights. Mm -hmm. It's it's that like, in fact, they have rights and that's really not, I mean, they could have more rights, of course, but the point is that like, the problem is exploitation and exploitation Mm -hmm. is something that can happen under basically perfect conditions Mm -hmm. of like, um, a, a non-discriminatory, mm-hmm. like w- what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those kind of civil rights could be fulfilled and you would still have a system of exploitation where mm-hmm. workers are getting paid and they're not... Um, they're being used up, basically.
0: So you mean because they own nothing but their own capacity to work, whereas there's another group of people who own everything needed to produce profits. Right. The workers have to work, otherwise they'll die.
1: Right. It's coercive. It's right. a system of coercion that we don't recognize as coercion, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we just think of it as like, well, that's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, like, that's the way the world
0: is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all the rights in the world you could pile on there and no amount of adding rights within the, within the present system is going to... Undo the problem, which is basically that some people own nothing and other people own all the capital, right? And therefore have a so-called right to that. To that, because I don't think rights
1: could ever change that fact. The only way, the only thing that can change that fact is like politics, right? Like a, like a, like a revolution or something. Not or,
0: or if all the workers had all the rights to to the profit they produced.
1: I suppose, yeah, sure.
0: But I mean, point taken. It, yeah. it socialism isn't. So socialism, if you're a materialist, it ought to be a system of production and not a credence or, you know, a religion. But it often becomes this one, like that is saying, I don't know if those are, that's a turf, right? It,
1: Trans-exclusionary yeah, radical, radical feminist.
0: feminist yeah. Right. Yeah. So that just, yeah. So let's go into that. This political identity on the left it can become a bit culty it can become a bit inward facing and kind of weird. I mean, what about sure. some horror stories, especially I've experienced some funny things about attitudes towards confrontation and conflict. Cause I mean, all leftists and socialists are supposed to be committed to the idea that, you know, which I agree with, we live in a sort of unjust society. So you got to do something about it. So there's going to be confrontation. Sure. Conflict. Yeah. Either with your opponent or with somebody else in your organization. But it's pretty curious the way that identity sort of impacts this stuff. I don't know. I,
1: I don't talk to other leftists. <laughs> I, vo- I avoid them like
0: the plague. Man, but I mean, you must, I mean, you're pretty online. I mean. Sure, so but my
1: interactions with people online. What was the last
0: is, one? What was the last one you?
1: Those were Democrats, though. Okay. I mean, I posted a joke uh-huh. about... Uh, well, some woman had a, uh, an atrocious take about, um, about, uh, workers' rights. It was workers at Dairy Queen. Um, here, I have it right here. So she said, not every job should have a living wage. That is not a, hel- a healthy for society. <laughs> it is not healthy for someone making ice cream cones at Dairy Queen to make enough to live off of. You can't want, you want a society that actually can't live off these jobs. Why? Easily. I mean,
0: that's a good example of a sort of.
1: Easily, the, like the wrongest opinion you could possibly have. I and that's I mean, a great
0: example of the sort of elitist, imperialist Democrat who's right. like, you're poor, fuck you.
1: Right. And so I said, I screen capped that, and I said, Biden has nominated this lady for Secretary of Labor.
0: because he's because like the point is is like that's basically
1: (laughs) biden might as well fucking like the the difference between biden and this idea that like not every job should have a living wage i mean biden's not so far from right that's his kind of thing neither are most democrats and i had a bunch of it got retweeted into like a lot of like democrat twitter resistance twitter you know Right. And all these people saying, this is irresponsible. Oh, God. Uh, you're lying. People can't tell that this is humor. Mommying. Blah, blah, blah. Like, number one, it's Police. obvious that it's a joke. The woman in question has, like, 40 followers. She's not anybody. Like, like Biden's going to name anyone just Secretary of Labor who isn't, like, the CEO of some fucking company? Mm-hmm. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm.
0: But I think I think the so-called, the resistance clowns, they are a part of the left. Everyone should admit that. Oh, of course they are, That's yeah. That's the problem.
1: I mean, they're the center left, sure. Yeah, one, they're the, one of the, many. Yeah, they're the, um, yeah, they're, the, the, they're like the left's really embarrassing sibling. You know what I mm-hmm. mean?
0: Step brother. Like, you don't want to be Uncle. seen with them in public, but you got to kind yeah, of. Yeah, but I mean, they have all yeah. the clout, actually.
2: But that is kind of getting kind of to the point of the confrontation that we talk about all the time is that they took to policing you. They didn't decide to reckon with the statement. They didn't try to explain something different. They just said, don't say this thing because it's irresponsible. Right. So explain to me why it's irresponsible, number one. And beyond that, um, you know, why are we fighting against each other when we could be focusing that energy outwardly? And why is and the
0: responsibility the category? They they think like kindergarten teachers.
2: Right. Like, don't do that, Billy. Finger finger
0: painting your friend's neighbor's face is not polite. Like, this is politics.
1: Right.
2: So it's not even that. It's. Inwardly well, I mean, this you're isn't critiquing. politics.
1: This is fucking Twitter. Oh yeah. Okay. It's fair me- It's meaningless. Touché, touché. And it's just. A, I mean, it's just a joke.
0: Well, Well, it's it's entertainment.
1: It's a a platform that is designed for people to make quippy, satirical statements, and uh, and you know, and it's just like they 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 have this sort of you know, and of course they frame it as like you know, Trump, the fascist.
0: We gotta deep stay. He's
1: making all these lies. You can't play. You gotta. You You gotta gotta fight everyone. Cite your sources. You know, bring receipts in the comments. I fucking hate the term receipts.
2: That's because you have no receipts.
1: I fucking hate that shit It's like <laughs> shut the fuck up About your stupid receipts
0: It's like George Costanza With his big wallet That he can't even so close anymore fucking
2: stupid You've got no, no money Because you're not a capitalist that's Which right. means you can't buy things Which means you can't have receipts Right but bringing
1: receipts so, The you know, whole just, logic But the, of course the whole logic Of bringing receipts Is like debate nerd shit It's it like the dropping the book shit. And being Ooh. like Oh I gotcha You said this thing Three years ago Traitor. Boom I caught you In a, in a heckin' hypocrisy Or well, whatever Well that's their it's,
0: conception Of politics is that it's um, basically just about winning a d- discussion.
2: It's so fucking stupid. No one cares. See, I, I would say that was that would be know. fair. I don't think so. This is back to the confrontation. Um, I have had, I am having an argument with someone, yeah. and um, so the idea of bringing receipts. So I'm having this argument. I submitted an idea. <laughs> that we, um, you know, do a um, this is we we do an action on the moratorium. We make sure that the moratorium is extended indefinitely until the, the crisis. The COVID, is over. Mor- the the COVID moratorium. moratoriums. So, I was told because i said we need to be not attacking you know small landlords we should be attacking the banks and that we should be organizing people to attack the banks right because so they're ultimately when, accountable when, to the banks yeah. when the receipts come due the literal receipts come mm. come due you have the organizational capacity to say hey we're not going to take that money out of the working class we're mm. going to take it out of the banks i was told that my politics was not marxist Right, um, and then, lo and behold, an authority in the organization in question um said, Yeah, let's do this and not just do a moratorium, we need to organize the working class to fight for a moratorium. We also need to organize with small landlords and
0: with small businesses, which is obviously wise politically,
2: <laughs> right.
1: Right. You can't so, afford,
0: I mean, when your argument is that we have to make sure that people don't get thrown into the streets cause they can't pay their rent. They can't, you know, make sure they don't get evicted. I mean, it's very short sighted to just pick a fight with a landlord because the landlord's obviously accountable to whoever owns the owns their the debts, the yeah. bank. Right. And so the financial institution, that's, that's where the capital begins. Cause I mean, take it up with Marx, volume three, landlord class, not capitalists. Um,
2: so no, I want to get back to um the idea. So my point was that in this argument, I pointed out that hypocrisy. And mm-hmm. that was the um Um how we put it, uh that that was me showing the receipts mm-hmm. um in the uh you know the 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 slang sense of it. Mm-hmm. But that was in service not to just say you're wrong, give me an apology, which is what it seems to be and in, in, in Adam's case online, it was to say, hey, can we do this thing now that everyone a else is action. doing? A yeah, can, we, yeah. can we can we can we can we can uh, we fight for the, the moratorium? Here? Do
0: politics. Can we do politics? Yeah,
2: Can we do politics? So that was kind of the point. So if you're calling in the receipts in order to get a payoff, that's different than just calling the receipts to say you owe me an apology because that or goes to the, the, the anti the the. The the opposition to conflict is an opposition to action, because that is a way to end the conflict by getting an apology. But guess what? For me, the apology wouldn't be enough. I don't care about your apology. I want to, I want to engage in the political action. You want to do That's politics? The apology. Yeah. Well, but right? I think
0: like this identity stuff. I another thing I'm noticing with many leftists is. Politics is basically just the set of opinions and beliefs you have, like your subject, like I, I believe that X, Y, Z and that ABC should be the case. And so your politics is basically just your opinions. And so as a socialist, I think that, um, this should be the case and that should be the case and so on and so forth. And I don't even have to think, I just plug my identity in there and all of my conclusions just drop out. Like, um, like, um. Well, I don't know what drops out,
2: but <laughs>
0: apparently your like, thought, cause you just fucking yeah. didn't say shit just like dead,
2: dead air.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, um, well, I was thinking, sh-
0: the, I've like, I was thinking falls out like shit out of a
2: dog's ass in Chicago. Oh, don't sidewalk, that's, but, that's, that's,
1: yeah, that's, that's nice, gross. That's
2: nice. But I mean, to the point of being anti-conflict, I think, um, They rely on, uh, I guess, a bastardization of theory. And Daniel explained theory in a second, how you see it versus how most people on the left see it, which is important because we had the whole we had a whole vote against my proposal and it was voted down. And that was just all discourse to me. But for them, that was the politics. And that should have been the end of the conflict They thought they resolved the conflict. Mm -hmm. But for me, who thinks that politics is action, you didn't resolve the conflict because the conflict still exists in the world as far as people getting evicted and, you know, uh, uh, getting foreclosed on. Mm -hmm. So until that conflict is resolved... You still need to have an answer for me as to what actions we need to apply to get that conflict resolved. Well, yeah, and this is where I
0: think that so, you know, like so-called real political organizations aren't that different from Twitter, because what that is saying is that yeah. the folks who like do activism for them some dispute internal, sec, inward-facing sectarian dispute that is the political activity because if it's about opinions and sort of right. hurting excuse me, herding the rabbits and sorting out the odds and ends and stuff, just getting all the ducks in a row. I mean, that's politics. Then it's over when that's over. And, um, yeah, I mean that so in that <sighs> case, theory is just like, I don't know, orthodoxy or, you know, are, are, what are you a Methodist, a Presbyterian, like what's your theory? And then the theory is no longer an explanation of the world. The only way I understand theory is as an explanation of the way things are. Um, that word gets
2: really abused, but. Oh, yeah. (sighs) Because what I was told was that our political actions come out of our theory. And that's a statement. That's a fair distinction in the way I engage with politics, because I think that political theory should be subservient to political action. And I say that because Daniel puts theory as in a realization of, An explanation of the real world, which is different than how they explain it. But I would still say the action has to be um, over the theory because you're not uh, regular people. When you're talking about um, like revolutionary politics or socialist politics, um, the theory doesn't have the the um, the weight in the public Mm -hmm. that it needs in order for your action to come from the theory. Mm -hmm. You have to, nobody cares really. Right. You have to generate an action that proves you have to know your theory. That's fine for you, but you have to create an action that proves your theory. And that has to have more energy put into it than actually shoring up what the theory is. And that is the conflict that I have with people and where they try to shut me down is with the idea that our political action comes out of the theory, which can be an endless engagement in theory. If theory is over action, then you never actually have to engage in anything material. You mean you your opposition to, to sure. like
0: dogmatic leftists who just want to police sure. the orthodoxy? Yeah. yeah,
2: it's just you have to generate the best theory that sounds the best to you know the acolytes within socialism in order to win you know the, the the battle but if you're actually engaging in politics if you're outwardly facing and you're trying to engage the public it's your actions that have to win over um let's say conservative politics so if i'm going to say that you know the family structure and you know uh um working hard work and rugged individualism is not a good way to organize a society I have to generate some type of um, material gains for people Mm -hmm. that do not use um, those uh, mechanisms in order to get something for Mm -hmm. them. I have to prove I have to get them Medicare for all Mm -hmm. before I can talk about the theoretical reasons why Medicare for all works. I can tell why them Why should they
0: care about your beliefs?
2: They're not going to care about my beliefs. But then after I get the Medicare for all, I can tell them the theory that got us to Medicare for all. And I can say, hey, we can apply this theory to other things in life. But seems, that's how it should work.
0: I, no, Go ahead. But it just so, seems like, I mean, they still probably won't care, really. I mean, with the obsession with the belief just seems like they're actually in it for something else. They want a club where everyone thinks the same thing and they just really enjoy this thing that they like to talk about. And this also seems like another danger of turning politics into an identity, namely when you think that progress has to do with what you believe and progress is about beliefs. Like, you know, he used to be a racist, homophobic, xenophobe, but he's made a lot of progress. Now he holds all the right views. That's a completely idealistic subjective theory, a view of... Attitude about progress. I mean, if socialism isn't about making progress in a material sense, where it makes people's lives better by changing the mode of production, the way we produce things that we need, then it's nothing. Because, you know, you're not going to change the world by changing your opinions. That's liberalism. I don't care what people believe. Right. I just don't. Well, that's the difference, though. And and,
1: and that's the thing, is that if I say that, people... Are offended and they say, Mm -hmm. "Well, you don't care about like racism," Mm -hmm. and it's like, "Well, yeah, like I care about racism, but But it depends what what this means. But what is racism? Is someone thinking something? Like I don't think that someone having bad thoughts um, about Thaddeus, for instance, Mm -hmm. is like doing real harm to Thaddeus. Thaddeus, you feel free to correct me. It is doing real harm to Thaddeus when like they're able to um, when the power structure is such that they're able to actually, um, you know, enact on those. So when, I might, when black people yeah. can't
2: get mortgages because because they're right. so, there's. I'll give you a quote from authority. So it's something Stokely Carmichael said, and I might be uh, fucking up the quote. Um, he basically said, um, I don't really, I don't, I don't care if a white man wants to lynch me. Um, that's his problem. But. If a white man has the power to lynch me, it's my problem. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. You know. So, so I don't so care. Power is the difference. Power is the difference. So that that's that's often what people get wrong when they talk about racism and they use those identities. And it's um, someone sent me. Uh, I'm not even going to use the quote because I don't even I don't know it. But it, it basically the idea of the quote is that when you base things only in theory which is kind of a rhetorical tool to explain the world, Mm -hmm. then anyone can use that tool in service of whatever they want materially. And what's going to happen is that the people who engage with that theory, um, basically, um, you know, in bad faith, Mm -hmm. who are intentionally engaging with it in bad faith, they're always going to win. Because Mm -hmm. it's all just words to most Mm -hmm. of the people. And, you know, if you're relying on authority, everyone has different authorities. Mm -hmm. And that rhetoric is just going to be used in service of things that you don't want. But if you were to just get involved in the action, then, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the theory is secondary, Mm -hmm. the action is going to have a material um, result, which they're not going to be able to refute with theory. If Medicare for all gets you health care and saves your life, no one's going to be able to tell you that Medicare for all is bad because it's socialist. It's yeah, it's mm-hmm. just it's just not going right, to matter. No one's going to gonna
0: listen. Yeah. What's so weird, though, is that there are so many little priests among on the left, what, no matter where, whether it's. Whether it's Twitter with the center left, um, right. those what is it resistance people, or whether it's you know people who say they're revolutionary socialists, the weird thing is that they don't take the conflict outwards, in the confrontation outwards, they take the conflict inwards and they just sort of lord over their own membership, and it's a weird like shepherd tending the flock type thing. Like they're more concerned about their own and 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 yet it's incredibly conflict averse like passive aggressive shy like just come on and believe it the way you're supposed to believe it don't in nudging and sort of resentful thing but i can't understand it because if it's i mean if donald trump's a fascist take the fight to him and right. if and if socialism is about changing the mode of production so that everyone's well-being so everyone does better materially in life then take the fight outwards and do that but this doesn't happen why Like if you, if someone makes some claim and they quote Lenin and you say, well, actually, actually that's false. Um, That, what did you say? That wasn't a Lenin quote. That was an Engels quote. Mm -hmm. These, they'll say, well, that's rude. (laughs) (laughs) It's not rude. Like if we're having a debate, um, either my premises are false or my inference is invalid or you accept my conclusion. There is no alternative.
2: So... I'll take this functionally too. something that recently happened to me and how conflict works. So my car got repossessed and really? when nice. is this? Yeah. Nice. Um, I forgot to re-sign up for automatic payments when I changed my credit card. So I wasn't paying my bills. So my car got repossessed. This was like four days ago. Holy shit. So, This is what I mean, though. That's a story you'll
0: be able to tell for the rest of
2: your life. So that's a material change. I have to get my car back. Mm -hmm. So say the bank decided we're not going to have a policy of repossessing cars in order to get people to pay their bills. We're just going to explain to them why it's morally wrong to not pay your bills. Guess what? I'm probably still not going to pay my bills because nothing's (laughs) happening to me. But as soon as they repossess my car, guess what I am going to do as soon as I can? Mm -hmm. I'm just going to pay off that car note so I don't have to worry about it. That's how you coerce people with capitalism in order to get them to do what you want to do. So. You're going to have to have those me- those mechanisms, I don't think, exist on the left. People aren't focusing on creating those mechanisms no. of holding people accountable. All they seem to want to do, like in the case where I was proposing the moratorium campaign, was to say, no, your politics are wrong. And that means and your are wrong. And here's why you're wrong. theoretically wrong. My opinions are right. wrong. That's not going to stop. First of all, the moratorium being a good idea, and it's not going to stop me from advocating for it if you're going to tell me it's wrong. But on the flip side, I will say they do become confrontational. This is the only time they become confrontational Mm -hmm. is when it's inward because Mm -hmm. they did become confrontational and they materially addressed it by having a physical vote. They Mm -hmm. had people vote on it, which is a mechanism to cool down the action. Because if we have a vote on it and there aren't enough people for me to organize in order to get this action done, Mm -hmm. then I can't do it. So what they did was they took away the manpower for me to actually commit to this action. Mm-hmm. That is material. And that's something that the left does frequently and they do it through rhetoric.
0: Well, they also so, couldn't see the good in the idea because I don't know, it wasn't their idea or it didn't come from sources they recognize or something. But and then yeah. and then just wait two months and, and as soon as they're higher up in the organization said do that, then they're like, Ho,
2: let's go. You
0: know, exactly. and that's, that's the authority. That's the it's the authority. That's the
2: authoritarianism in in, in the conflict. But what I'm saying is that they're only They're conflict averse until it becomes um, inward Mm -hmm. when, you know, the group starts to have opposition. Mm -hmm. Because another thing that came out of those conversations was I asked, does X person have to be courteous in order to advocate for, you know, uh, to to have a disagreement? Mm -hmm. And they said, yes, they have to be courteous. And I was like, this is coming from a person who calls himself
0: a militant revolutionary talking about being courteous.
2: Right. And it's also a lack of recognition of where it's, it's a lack of recognition of two things. First off that courtesy is often a mechanism used by the powerful Mm -hmm. in order to pacify the less powerful. Mm -hmm. You need to be courteous. You need to do things in this Mm -hmm. way in order for me to even address your concerns Mm -hmm. when the concern is really the point and Mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, it takes away from is, the point.
0: It takes away yeah, from the point. It's like Frank I, from Blue Velvet. He punches the guy in the face and he says, Fucker, be polite. You know, yeah,
2: like. And, yeah. and, and it kind of it's a lack of understanding of what customs and courtesies are. So, in mm-hmm. order to have courtesy, you have to actually have to have a written out standard of what those courtesies are. So, like, as far as like one of the kind of customs and courtesies, yes, sir, no, sir. You know, those things are how you address officers. It's it's written out that you do that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's authority. Courtesy is authority. And it's also things of how you write a letter. Those are courtesies. And what socialists don't have, they don't actually have those courtesies is what I'm saying. But they still want to rely on these, this, this, this idea of courtesy. Right, which is really niceness. It's not courtesy it's 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 a niceness because it's well, not formalized. courtesy Courtes- does
0: come from the court, like being polite <laughs> from, from the from the politeia polit- political body. so it, it is like you have mores or etiquette or whatever, and it is authoritarian in that sense. You have a hierarchical structure, respect authority. and these are these are the people who are saying that they want to like take down the structure, the power structure. It's just incredible.
2: Um. so my point is you shouldn't be courteous you should be rigorous in your opposition to anyone's good anyone, anyone you deem to have a bad idea or to be ineffective you shouldn't be courteous to them you should be confrontational with them because out of confrontation comes resolution resolution doesn't come out of courtesy mm-hmm. it comes out of confrontation so if you're going to be a leftist and you know that you do not have the power dynamics on your side then courtesy is a disservice to your movement. Mm-hmm. You need to be in opposition. That doesn't mean that you have to be abrasive, but it means that you have to um judicious you you have to judiciously critique what someone is doing mm-hmm. in order to form a resolution in order to be effective in the action.
0: Well, and, supposing you want action and not just a community of believers.
2: Or assuming you want action and not just um infinite communication, Mm -hmm. you know, because you'll never
0: endless discussion.
2: Yeah. So I'm saying on the left, you, you need to forego courtesy and you need to put in place of it. Um, interrogation and interrogation doesn't need to be courteous because interrogation is going to get you to the resolution. The courtesy isn't. So, um,
0: well, you got to think for yourself, at
2: least. Being in these organizations, I've been nice because I've been trying to learn how they function. But at a certain point, I've learned this wasn't a conclusion that I had at the beginning. This is something I've learned is that interrogation is better than courtesy. Um, you know, I mean, to a certain point, if you want to get something done, like a specific plan, um, like you said, in the legal sense, you're going to want to know those courtesies. Mm -hmm. because that helps you be effective at getting the job done. Mm -hmm. But if you're just trying to suss out whether or not to commit to an action, then interrogation of that action and the steps is better than just courteously discussing them. Mm -hmm. The courtesy is going to get in in the way of the interrogation. You should be able, if you believe it, to look me in the eye and say, you're a fucking asshole for believing in that. You're an idiot. And here's, I'm going to tell you why you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. and maybe that will like if if you can get over the barriers of that offending you and shutting down shutting you down (laughs) then you may be able to get to a place where you know that interrogation allows you to uh reformulate and, and make your your opinions better or make the action better more importantly
0: well what about this instead of you're a fucking asshole for believing that what about this you're wrong and here's why
2: even I think better. it's
0: fair I think it's fair to say that the other person shouldn't be so sore that they can't understand and see the see the reason supposing that it's right but whatever cuz how are you ever going to do anything it's just a reading group otherwise where people talk
2: cuz I mean you're like you said they call themselves revolutionaries is it courteous to get shot at because that's what a revolution entails Are you going to tell like, are are you going to say we need need to go back to uh, standing in lines and firing at each other, Mm. you know, like in the revolution? Like that was one of the um, critiques of the uh, the, uh, you know, I guess, United States, not the they weren't the United States yet, but against the um, the revolutionary army Mm -hmm. is that they didn't um, they didn't, you know, have the standard firing lines yeah they didn't fight and, in a civilized way right they didn't show the proper courtesy and they they shot at the officers i'm gonna shoot you off your horse to create confusion so the the tactics weren't courteous enough so they were wrong. well that's is... the
0: difference between engaging to win and, and playing in a gentleman's club yeah yeah
2: so i don't know like what do you guys think that you can let? Normal. What, what, what steps are the, is the left going to have to take in order to um, get themselves out of that mode of courtesy versus interrogation? Yeah, what's the
0: assessment? What?
1: I mean, I don't know. I feel like the left is, that's what the left is, right? I what mean, do you mean? I don't but know. that's I,
0: not
2: what socialism is.
0: Right, but... That's a question, right? If it is just transformed into an identity, what do you mean?
1: It seems to me that the left is just discourse. What do you mean? And if it's just discourse, like it's just about having the right thoughts and beliefs and stuff.
0: So it's just a church. Yes. community of believers.
1: And I think that um, if that's what it is, and I think that is for the most part actually what it is, Mm -hmm. um
0: subculture or whatever right
1: then like i don't know how you get to a point where it's like this is about doing something not about all of us all conforming to you know courteous uh, discourse or something
0: so you're saying we're never going to be able to herd these rabbits to the point where you can sort of train them to do stuff because i think i mean that's what happens in a lot of leftist groups they're like okay we're organizing we're we're going to do stuff. We're preparing for this action or that. But if they just enjoy the activity so much, the process and not the result. So you're saying like, it's never going to come to pass that they are like, okay, now we're ready.
1: Right. I mean, I don't know. I'm pretty cynical.
0: Well, cynical, you've got cynicism on the one hand and then, you know, I mean, is it cynical to say everybody's going to die? It's also true. You know, it might not be cynical. Right. It could be true.
1: I I mean, I'm just saying like the left as it is now, Mm -hmm. as we have it, I don't think we'll ever accomplish anything.
2: Mm -hmm. How do you make a future left that can accomplish things? Or maybe
0: something else that could do something that we have to get.
1: I think we have to get rid of the the influence of um, higher education. Really? Institutions of.
0: Please elaborate on that.
1: I think that, um, I mean, this started in the 60s, right? Like with intellectual labor, mm-hmm. the kind of educated, uh, very privileged, um, you know, the all the labor battles, from that perspective, mm-hmm. from that point in history, from that vantage point in history, mm-hmm. this is the tail end of basically 20 years of incredible Um. Financial stability and mm-hmm. wealth mm-hmm. um for Do you mean like the post war boom right, and so then you basically just have a young generation of very um uh highly educated um you know the, these kids are all you know think about like the students for democratic society mm-hmm. you know this emerged of Columbia, right this is an i this was an ivy League project. That basically sought to use anti-war sentiment and to wrap and to basically frame other struggles, right? Um, Civil rights, Mm -hmm. um, uh, women's rights, sexual liberation. Basically, they all folded under the umbrella of an anti-capitalist, anti-imperialist project. So the war becomes... You know that this sort of anti-Vietnam War sentiment becomes a way of battling all of these cultural issues. Mm-hmm. We don't need to deal mm-hmm. with the labor stuff because that stuff's already been done, and that's like what the where, that's where the left has been ever since.
0: So we never really recovered from that.
1: No, because after that, you had declining. You have, um, you know, labor. You know, I mean, union membership declines from about thirty-three percent to now it's about ten percent. Mm-hmm. Um. You have well, the
0: Democratic Party abandoned labor,
1: right? The Democratic Party abandons labor. You have the explosion of higher education, post-secondary. Yeah,
0: that's the thing. The you said it's because of education, and we gotta. That's the problem. What What's the deal with that?
1: Well, I mean, think about like it seems to me that it, it's um, it over-theorizes what we need, what we need to do, or what mm-hmm. we ought to do. It overthinks it. I think the question is really quite simple, because I think when when you have the influence of education mm-hmm. is I think where you get into the discourse battle of who's right and who is wrong, mm-hmm. not in like a productive sense, but in that kind of interleft squabbling
0: of like sectarian.
1: Like what? What do you mean? You think that that's ridiculous? That's you know, uh, you, this is. Haven't your, you read you, Trotsky? You know, yeah, exactly that kind of shit, and it's like. Actually, we don't need to... Who fucking cares? It Mm -hmm. does not matter. Mm -hmm. Like, we have to be finding ways to actually just challenge...
0: Mm -hmm. You can know that something is the case without knowing how it's the case, and you can know how something is the case without knowing why it's the case, and there's all this shit, and you just don't need it. And
1: and I'm not saying that the left has to be, like, (laughs) stupid or something, or, like, that, you you know, people can't, you know, like, read or, like, you know, become acquainted with these things, but... It just seems to me that that's really where, that's what dominates mm-hmm. the discourse, you know? Like, I, I don't, you know, especially online, where a lot of this stuff happens lately.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you don't, I, I mean, you know, I don't encounter a lot of people who are just like workers mm-hmm. who
0: are. Who are not interested in doctrines and beliefs right. and theories and so forth. And that's they're, what you do the They're interested in
1: making lives better. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Well, a lot of people go to university just to make their lives better. You know the professional right. thing. Yeah, and
1: this isn't to say that like um, overly educated, overly socialized leftists don't care about workers. I'm sure a lot. You know, most of them do. They do want a better world. But I also think there's something deeply self centered about being a smart person
0: mm. and
1: being an educated person. Once you read it, once you read some theory. You think you have the answers? Well,
0: first of all, the thing is, distingu- saying they think or care about workers—the idea that they're not a worker—that's an interesting first.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: First thing there.
1: Like, yeah, that's me. I'm above fa- it. Falling into the.
0: Well, that's also me. Well, no, I think of... that's what would be said. Like, I care about workers. Sure. I have the right beliefs. I sure. went to university after all.
1: Right, right. But I don't know. It just seems to me that's where a lot of the the, the narcissism comes in. And the self-centeredness and these kind of the tier, you know, the sort of, what is it? The tyranny of minor differences, Uh, narcissism, narcissism of minor differences, but there is Um, tyranny
0: involved. in Right.
1: Right. And it just seems like that's where all this stuff, I feel like that's why the left often just falls apart, you know, because you get people being like, wait a minute. Like you think, you think that, um, you don't think that trans women are women. You you shouldn't be. We can't work together. Or Jeremy Corbyn, like
0: there are someone in the someone in the Labour Party is anti-Semitic. We can't take one step forward until we find that person. Approach them. What that means is you're never going to be able to do anything, right? Of course, there's some shithead in some party.
1: Yeah, of course, of course, there are going to be people on the left who think that trans women aren't quote women in the in the in the The same sense as like a you know. That we conventionally would think of, like, what do we have
0: as? to all have the same opinions and be pure before we do anything?
1: I mean, I don't think so. But like, I, I think that those kinds of things is where you. I mean, you know, how many people actually think about those those issues?
0: It reminds me of that scene from uh, Godfather where Al Pacino's character—I forget his name. What's his name from Godfather? Yeah, Al Pacino. Michael oh, Corleone. Yeah, Michael yeah. Corleone. He says to his sort of loser screw up brother who got a Fredo yeah man you're on top of things Fredo's out in LA and he goes out to LA and Fredo's working for this other sort of dingbat who's just kind of a fool and Fredo kind of sides with his boss and Corleone says to him don't ever take sides against the family and I think that's what the conservatives understand like we don't agree on it, everything, but the point is to win, not to all have the same pure beliefs. Right. And so don't ever take sides against the family. In this case, it would be, it would be the political group. Like, get it together and rank your opposition and your enmities.
1: Right, they don't, th- they don't do that.
2: I think the left does that. But what I think I'm getting out of, out of what Adam was saying is that the currencies are different on the left and the right. Mm. So the currency on the left is the discourse. We've said this before. Mm. And what I think when you're saying that the um, academic academics kind of took over the civil rights movement is kind of they they literally and, you know, rhetorically cheapened it because what became the currency was the discourse and what the uh, ask was, was that you acknowledge our theory
1: Right. Mm -hmm. And
2: anyone can do that and it's very cheap or they cannot do it. They can generate a new theory that beats your theory and Mm. it's it's you don't get anything. Um, My my Pokemon
0: power level or whatever.
2: Right. Um, So I think um, what the difference is, is on the right, the currency is power. The currency is to say, give me this, give me tax cuts
1: Mm -hmm. right,
2: and you will get something from me. On the left, it's say socialism isn't um, fascism, and you'll get something from me. Say, you know, but uh, what do they get though? What do they get though? Say Black they,
1: Lives Matter, right? I mean, what say, they, say Black Lives Matter. Yeah, but what
2: right? do you get for that? It's emotionally you have a place fulfilling. In heaven? No, oh it, my god, it, it, it fulfills you emotionally because it I don't. You get to good. continue.
1: Basically, you get to continue participating in. There are spaces. And if you, if But playing
2: that game isn't rewarding enough for me to continue the- I mean- Awarding enough for you. That's, that's the point. That's where our disagreement comes in. Because what I was saying about the fight before is the fight doesn't end for me until we do something about people getting evicted and foreclosed on. mm -hmm. Whereas the fight ends for them is when we have a vote and I'm proven to be rhetorically wrong by a vote, which doesn't materially change anything for anybody. That was the price- for them to end the conflict was to be correct in their theory, and that what seems that that seems to be how the well, academics prefer. Well, they, the right. they weren't even right. They
0: weren't even right because they said, "Where'd you get this not, from?" I'm and I said, saying, theories of surplus there's... value." But the problem is this: what I was about to say, what I was about to say is that Corleone understands politics. That's what politics is. Right, it's power. And then I was about to say, "Well, conservatives," Con- Corleone's like a conservative. And then I was thinking, "Sheesh." The conservatives really understand power, politics, politics. And then it's starting to seem like, well, the politics is the sort of property of the conservatives. And then I started to think, oh no, is that just what it is to be a conservative? That can't be right. That can't be right. It can't be that it's not politics, it's conservatism. I mean, certainly very few people on the left are really doing politics, but it's not impossible. I mean... Leftists right. just prefer this sort of emotional satisfaction through, through discussion. I mean, or
2: this this is a very Western formula formulation, though, because we just saw in Bolivia that politics was on the side of the left. All and and in Brazil, they used lawfare to get Lula de Silva out of office, and that was using discourse. So, but there. He did things like materially change the conditions of people, which put people on his side. Same thing in Bolivia. So they do engage in politics on the left in places where they're not comfortable, where the power. You mean dynamic... North American
0: then, or anglophone? Because I mean they're Western. Right. Yeah. Okay.
2: So yeah, Ang- right. anglophone. Sure. Thank you. Um, and um, so yeah, I don't think it is conservative. It's just that here we see the conservatives engage in politics much mm-hmm. more materially. Than the left does, because Mm -hmm. most of the leftists are academics Mm -hmm. or what they try to do is train other people to be academics. You need to read this Mm -hmm. in order to be to have the correct philosophy or Mm -hmm. the correct ideology to even be a part of our movement. It's not you need to do this. It's you need to read these Mm -hmm. things. In order to have the correct perspectives have you read the manifesto then you don't understand socialism no i understand socialism more than yeah. you because let's say i'm in a union or you know i work at a walmart and i understand what an actual hierarchy is or i'm a businessman hierarchy. i'm an
0: economist
2: or I'm right. a. Something i know like these them. things because i engage in them materially but it has maybe i don't know the theory
0: it, It has the character of a student, like, call me when your homework's done. It's like a teacher and a student, no? Yeah. When your homework's done, you let me know and then we can talk.
1: Well, it's not my job to educate
0: you. Ah, yes. Just this thing. What is this thing? It's not my job to educate you.
1: Oh, I mean, so, right. So, I mean, this, I think this happens a lot online, Twitter battles, and people, you know, they get, you know, Let's say you're in an argument with someone and you say, Well, what is it? How can you tell me X, Y, Z? You know, how can you tell me that you think this? Or how can you tell me it's true that this? And then the response is, It's not my job to educate you. Go figure it out.
0: It's not my department. It's like a little bureaucrat. Well,
1: it's like emotional labor. And then people yeah, but say, it like the It's form of an it office. Often, worker. It often falls on the backs of, uh, you know, black and trans women to explain to white, ciset white men why their lives matter or something. And it's like, it's not my job to tell you why my life, like go figure it out. You know, well, but who the fuck's
0: going to do it? If, if everyone says it's someone else's job, it's like the guy who died on the subway and they, nobody found him for three days. Cause everybody thought everybody else was going to call the cops.
2: Yeah. Well, that, the wait, point what? is I don't I, I, <laughs> I mix in two stories. <laughs> is that a thing that happened?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He just went
2: around and around. Again? Really? Oh, I'm I'm just saying again, that point. I want to do valid. that.
1: That would be fucking what? cool. <laughs>
2: You want to call the cops?
1: No, I want to be the dead body.
0: <laughs> yeah. Everybody's got to go somewhere. That'd be
1: a fun thing, you know, just to go for a little ride.
0: But you'd have to have a little basket of candy in your hand with a little
2: sign when you're sitting
0: there. Yeah. Nice. Anyways, what were you going to say that
2: is? But uh what what what, what was I going to say? I would say that that um that statement of it's not my job to tell you um why you should believe this That in itself isn't valid. But if I was to say, it's not my job to tell you anything, I'm just going to show you. I'm going to make it happen. So it's not my job to tell you that racism is wrong. I'm just going to prove that it doesn't work by making it not work. So that's when you go into the realm of work stoppages and boycotts. Mm -hmm. You can't just tell people they're wrong. And maybe Mm -hmm. you do get tired of telling people why their ideas are bad. Mm-hmm. You know sure. go look it up somebody already wrote this shit. Mm-hmm. But at the that can't be where it ends. That it has to be secondary that you say, "Oh, you think I'm wrong. I'm going to prove to you wrong that that mm-hmm. I'm right by boycotting and saying I'm not going to engage in this in the same way and it's not going to function properly by virtue of that disengagement. Mm-hmm. And then I've proved to you without telling you anything that racism is wrong because the boycott is making racism less effective for society.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, so, it's a political action, at least. Right. I mean, polit- politics is an activity. It's an action. It's not a belief. And if what you're just... I, yeah, yeah.
2: All of these rhetorical tools or these, these, these foibles that we're against, they're unnecessary is all I'm saying. The rhetoric mm. is all unnecessary if you have action. If if you don't want to talk, if you don't want to talk about the theory, if you don't want to do that, then engage in action. But if you do, if you if someone comes to you and says, prove to me that um, racism is wrong and you think there's a rhetorical way to do that, then it is kind of your job to prove to them rhetorically why it's wrong. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to engage in that rhetorical battle. You have to pick a new battle, and that's a material battle. That's an action. So that's what you do. I, that's that's all I'm saying.
1: I mean, I think that statement is just like a, a cop out for people who don't want to actually yeah. have to engage. They'll say something controversial, and that's their out to not have to explain to people what they, you know, they can get away with saying whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. And someone says like, "What the fuck is your problem?" And then they say, "Hey, man, I don't know." Like, but they're saying it like XYZ someone who's at work. Come back you know.
0: They're like, this isn't my department. It's like you got to go talk to him. It's like, the, well, it's it's like, no. If you're gonna say and something,
1: through. like you should defend it. You know, you should have to defend
0: right. it. Right. I mean, like I said, either my my premises are false, or my inference is invalid, or you accept my conclusion. And if you can't defend your claim, then pff, I mean, then you don't have much to stand on. But I mean, this is a grim situation. I mean, we were thinking about socialist horror, leftist horror stories. I mean, this is pretty grim. Um,
2: so, I don't know as far as the as far as the left changing um in order to focus more on um you know conflict in a material sense mm-hmm. it seems like the places where they engage in it is where they're less comfortable. And as long as the academics are the left, if that's what we see as the left is as, as an academic project or educated they say like they well, educated. Yeah. then it's it's never going to have the same character that it does in places where it succeeds mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. so like that goes to like our our red left uh blue left distinction where we've All been right. seeing um kind of let's say uh you know more socialist policies succeed um people can you know um be pedantic about that but um where we're seeing these movements succeed let's just say that is in places where people have more material concerns connected to them where people sorry to say it are more immiserated Mm -hmm. by the lack of these programs is where they're succeeding so maybe you guys are right maybe um the left as it is is never gonna succeed and we need to wait till a new thing uh manifests
0: well yeah i think Uh, if you're if if we're gonna be like materialists about it i got a there's that identity creeping back in there. it seems though if you if you um if you believe that um, that beliefs are social products uh, of circumstances, um, then it would make sense to think that I mean the way that the left is now is just a consequence of the institutions we have and the the idea that you could suddenly that everything could everyone could just suddenly voluntarily wish and will to do things differently and be differently be differently and to make everything be different um that's sort of it's sort of silly it's like a misplaced expectation i mean it's not going to be that way indeed it would it would take some change in order to have a different political um climate or culture or whatever you want to call it so yeah it does it's, it does seem foolish to think that um Suddenly, the left will be different. And um, I mean, what I see now is this a kind of contradiction in leftism, where on the one hand, you have anti conform, non conformism, rebellion, dissent like those people are wrong because they don't believe the right thing, they believe the wrong thing, they're bad. On the other hand, you have a sort of extreme conformism because the leftist needs to believe that he or she um, is right and is in the group who is in the right and on, you know, they're on, they've, they have morality, some kind of moral majority, even Mm -hmm. if it's just, you know, nowadays the moral majority is, isn't the majority. It's comprised of minorities because that's, what's right now. And so you have this sort of contradiction in leftism. I think It, it wants to, it wants to confront and dissent and rebel, but on the other hand, it needs conformism because it needs Uniformity; it needs to make sure that they have correct views together, and no one's sort of off base. And so, right. you can never have more than fifty-one percent with that. I mean, you need a group to be on the in-group with, or to be on the inside with, and you need an opponent to be on the outside with. Because if you don't have an opponent, you can't dissent, and if you don't have an in-crowd, you can't conform. And so, what that means is you can never actually. What you're saying is you can never take power. If you need to conform and to rebel. You're always going to have to have a lot of people outside of you, at your group. Right. So, I, I mean, I think it's sort of marginalized itself, the left. I mean, it, we just have to stop this. I don't know. But again, I don't think it's realistic to expect that people are just going to decide to behave differently. I mean.
1: Yeah. But I don't think they are.
0: On that note. Yeah. Yes. Final remarks? Uh, any um,
1: final remarks?
0: Signs?
1: Oh, it's of, not my job to give you final remarks. It's not. Yeah, it's not my
0: job to give. <laughs> if you, you want final knowledge.
1: remarks, you should probably go look them up yourself, buddy.
0: I don't get paid enough to put up with this shit.
1: I'm too old for this shit. I just work here. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't even supposed to be here
0: today. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. It was my day off. Classic. That is,
2: I I think that says it well enough. Go go look it up yourself. <laughs> do <laughs> it, right. your damn self.
0: All right. So if you if we want to know how to fix fix the left, we're gonna have to go, gonna have to go do it ourselves. That's so right. Go do
2: it. Don't talk about it. That's right. Nike, just do it.